Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our study in Jonah, Jonah's magnificent God, looking at verses 11 through 16 of chapter 1. We see God's magnificent presence and conviction in my heart and power over life and death. You know, Jonah 1.12 said, this is what he said to them, Take me up, cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Jonah admitted the root of the problem. It was him. For I know that it was my sake that the storm came. Jonah knew it was his sin and his rebellion that seemingly was going to take his life along with the innocent sailors. The sailors asked Jonah what they should do to stop the storm, the consequences of Jonah's disobedience. He told him to throw him overboard. Sadly, as we see later in our story, Jonah wanted to die. He would rather die than do what God called him to do. Death seemed to be his only escape route. Jonah knew he was out of God's will and willfully sinning against an all-powerful God. The conviction in Jonah's heart was a sure sign of God's presence, even though Jonah did not want to deal with the conviction but attempted to run away from it. God convicted David in much the same way. David ran from God until he broke him through the words of Nathan the prophet. When David confessed his sin, as recorded in Psalm 51, over and over he used personal pronouns like I, me, my, mine, to show that he took personal responsibility for his own sin. Here's how he prayed. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. You know, in Jonah 1.11, the sailors asked Jonah what to do. And Jonah 1.12 records what he told them. According to Jonah 1.13, the sailors decided to handle the problem their own way. The men rowed hard to bring the boat to land. How often men struggle to make things better but refuse to deal with the real problem. In this case, Jonah. Kerry Schmidt's book entitled Done reminds us that there are only two religions in the world, do and done. Either man has to do something to gain God's favor or the work has been done by Jesus Christ when he paid the penalty for sin through the death on the cross. Men can row as hard as they possibly can, but salvation is of the Lord. You know, the conviction we experience when we sin reminds us of God's constant presence in our lives. We also can see God's presence in his power over life and death. Here's what the guys prayed from Jonah 1.14. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord and said, We beg thee, we beseech thee, O Lord. We beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, has done as it has pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made promises or vows. You know, the sailors recognized that God's power was not just over the storm, but also over their lives and life and death itself. The sailors prayed to God that he would spare their lives and they would not perish in the storm. The word perish is a very strong word used over 120 times in scripture. Nobody wants to perish. Nobody wants to die and be hurled into an unknown eternity. But think about it. 
Many years later, God asked Peter to write down these words. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise of his return, but is long-suffering and patient to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, the Lord is not slow in taking his time and being slow regarding his promise to return to earth as king. No, he does not want anyone to die and perish in their sins. He wants everyone to repent. He patiently is waiting for all to recognize that they are sinners and by faith trust the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, defeated death, and rose from the grave, from the grave and, and is in heaven today patiently waiting to return to gather his family together and rule as a loving, sovereign king on earth. What happened immediately after the men obeyed God's command to throw Jonah overboard? Here it is. So they took up Jonah, cast him forth into the sea. Get this. And the sea ceased from her raging. What kind of impact did that have on these sailors? The sailors learned a great deal about God that day. And I believe that God used Jonah, even in his rebellion, to impact these sailors for eternity. God revealed to a group of salty sailors his power over the storm and sea. They saw and believed. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. God will reveal his truth to a world filled with people who are afraid to die and seek the truth. How? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Written for all to see are the words of John 3. Whosoever believes in Jesus should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The very fact that we are living another day is evidence of an ever-present God. It's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, God, for your mercies. Thank you that we're not consumed. Thank you, Lord, for your daily presence. You're with us right here, right now, today. Thank you. Our time is up, but I hope you take time and thank God for giving you another wonderful day. And again, I hope that today you have a great day.